Welcome to the Point of Convergence podcast. I am your host, Grant Lira. Get ready to sit down, tune in, and implement. Remember, the knowledge you learn here and anywhere else in your life is only worth something to you if you use it. So get implementing after this episode and enjoy. Welcome back to the Point of Convergence podcast. Today, we are joined by Jeff Brandeis of Brandeis Training Solutions. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Grant. How about yourself? I cannot complain, brother. I'm doing fantastic today. And good to hear. Right on. And I think we were just talking a little bit about the weather. Um, you know, we're going to get into some, into some sales stuff today, and weather always seems to come up in <laughs> rapport building. But for those of you who can't look, uh, you know, see if those of you are listening, Jeff's actually on a beach right now. He's got his window open, and it looks beautiful. Yeah, it's one of my pleasures of uh, being on a Zoom call or Zoom recording is I get to look at my back, my fake background. <laughs> Rock, background. And roll. Rock and roll. Um, Jeff, tell us what's going on now, man. Where are you at? What's happening with the business? Well, the business is doing really well. It's growing. You know, obviously, you know, in today's world, we're doing a lot more over Zoom. And, you know, it, it's going to stay with us even as we're coming out of our, our pandemic and COVID sizes. I think uh, we definitely see where companies have tr transitioned from those face-to-face -face meetings to the Zoom meetings. And, you know, I'll just bring up a quick point here. So we talk about Zoom and we talk about backgrounds, you know, because you are presenting remotely. You know, if I had a, a bed behind me that was unmade and I had pillows all over the place, I had my dirty laundry behind me, you know, it's all how you represent yourself, you know, to your customers, to your prospects, to, to people who you're just chit-chatting with. So having a messy area is the first sign of, do I want to do business with this person? Uh, is that how they're going to take care of me? So, you know, sales comes into many different aspects of, of how we represent ourselves, how we speak, our products, our services, but also, you know, like I just said, how we actually represent ourselves from a personal perspective. Yeah, and a person makes that first like impression of you in three to seven seconds. So yep. as soon as you turn your camera on and they see that stuff, I mean, that's a huge, you know, like what what's this guy's deal? What's he doing? Um, and it's cool too because like we're in we're in Zoom land, right? We get to doctor up how how everything looks we get to make sure the shots good the lighting's good where we have control over that stuff um definitely definitely something that's important and something that you guys should think about because if you're selling uh chances are now you're selling remotely <laughs> yeah and there's tools and i do a whole training candidly and grant on how to how how to present your products over zoom because there are even today i go on sales calls to listen to people they don't even turn their camera on and, you know, that's the first sign of, you know, of rapport building is if I was face to face, you know, at least build that rapport, get that face, get, turn that camera on. Every, everybody has a camera. Uh, so, you know, get the camera on, make sure you invest in a decent uh, webcam or a camera, make sure you have a good, good microphone as well. And, uh, you know, and if the lighting is bad where you're at, you know, invest in one of those, those lights, They're, you know, for under 200 bucks, you can get really a nice, you know, setup. Yeah, even those even those ring lights they sell yeah. at like Walmart, those are awesome. And those are I think those are under like 30 bucks. Those are cheap. Yeah, yeah you can. You can get them under even under 20. I mean they're they're, they're they've come down significantly in price, yes. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Now, 
Jeff, give me uh give me a little bit of your story, man. I know people want to know kind of when you got into entrepreneurship, when the bug bit you, how how you kind of came to be where you're at right now. Well, you know, I have a kind of unusual little story. So, uh, you know, I saw that actually I went to school for accounting and I got my master's in taxation. And I actually worked in the CPA firm for five years. And before I moved into a sales role, which I was in corporate America for uh, almost 25 years. So you don't find too many accountants that actually become a salesperson. Um, but, you know, sales is a craft. It's something that you can constantly invest in, constantly learn and, and make that transition. Um, you know, sales training, business communications is something I've always done through my career because you know, I brought on new hires. I always had to train, you know, new, new team members on products, on sales skills. And, you know, about three years ago when I was going through some, you know, companies were growing, you know, changing over executive leadership, you know, I decided to kind of move into the, the entrepreneurial world and invest in myself and invest in, in others moving forward and uh, kind of started Brandeis Training Solutions. And it's, uh, you know, being on your own bosses, you know, you know, it, you know, you you have your challenges, you have your great uh, moments as well, but it's something that you, you own, you build, you're, you're responsible for, and, uh, you know, it's, you have to show up every day um, and, and be there. And what was your, what was your big driver when, you know, you were working that first job to where you transitioned saying like, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what was your big transition? Like, what was the thing that kind of sparked it for you where you're like, okay, I need to do this. So, uh, yeah, you're sitting at a, in the CPA firm and you're doing tax returns and you're doing all that work and doing all those great things. You know, so I was a uh, coordinator for one of our tax processing companies that we were outsourced to because, you know, even today, you know, you use a, a TurboTax or, a, you know, one of those software programs to, or you go to your CPA and they do their accountants, uh, they do their tax work. And I got friendly with this um, gentleman by the name David, who I still talk to today, almost uh, 30 years later that I've known David. And he said to me, hey, Jeff, you know, we have a job here for support rep. Why don't you come in? You know, you know our products really well. And, you know, you move into helping the sales guys go out. And I go, David, uh, I'm an accountant. I'm quiet. I'm shy. I, you know, I'm the introverted guy that, you know, I hate to, you know, typify or, you know, typical accountant. But you know, that's who I was. And, you know, I told my wife, I was going to go into the support role and go out on sales calls. And she just looked at me and go, you're going to actually go talk to strangers. <laughs> uh, Canley Grant, I had the best time of my life my first two years in doing this. It was like a whole new Jeff came out. And uh, so that made my transition. And, but what I learned in CPA firm, which I use today is the power of process. You know, if you think about how a CPA firm goes through getting a tax return done, you know, it comes in the door, they check it in, they have a process that they go through from, you know, preparation to review, getting out the door, signature, filing, blah, blah, blah. And I took that process and I took it, or the concept of a process and took it into my sales role where I, I think even today, many, many companies that I speak with don't have a documented, rigid sales process. And that's what I helped them do as well, uh, it, is form that process. And that's what helped make me successful. And when I talk to salespeople or management or VPs, you know, I ask them why they typically lose a sale. 
they'll tell me, well, this price was too high or, you know, the customer boy, you know, something else, right? But as you dig deeper, it's in my mind, a lot of the times it comes down to a sales rep skips a step in the sales process. They're, they're ahead of their prospect or their, their client and they're, they want to close quicker, obviously, because, you know, they're under pressure to, to make the sale and they want their commission, but they're one or two steps ahead of their clients or their prospects, and they don't cover everything that they needed to cover in that sales process. Absolutely. And something you said that was interesting too, was, you know, you were the CPA used to be this introvert and then transitioning into sales. Um, I know a lot of introverts who have transitioned to sales extremely successfully, like they rock. Um, what advice would you give an introverted person who believes, you know, that they're introverted, they know they're introverted, that's what they think, at least, who maybe is faced with a sales position, or, you know, they're, they're an entrepreneur, but they're in, uh, excuse me, invert, in uh, introverted, what would you kind of tell them to get into that realm? You know, typically, Grant, you sell, we sell every day, you sell something. Okay, and people don't think about that, right? Right now, I'm selling you and I'm selling your listeners, okay? Just by having a conversation, okay? You walk into a bar, you're, you're single and you're trying to pick up somebody. What are you doing? You're selling yourself. You're trying to make that conversation, trying to build rapport. To me, sales equates to your personal life. It's the same thing. You know, so you're trying to make contact with a stranger, trying to build rapport. You're trying to get them to, you know, buy me, if you would, because at the end of the day, people will buy from people who they like and trust, right? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and that's really what comes down to is, is the rapport building. So if you're introverted and shy, think about, you know, how, how you met your significant other, how you met your spouse. You know, you go to a, a ball game and you start talking to a stranger, right? And that's how you basically, you know, try to move yourself into a sales environment. That's really what you're doing. Totally, totally. And I agree with that for sure. And something else I agree with what you said earlier was when people, especially like newer sales reps or maybe people who are under a little bit more pressure. I know myself when I started out, I was definitely in this category. You get on a sales call, you're talking to the person, the vibe's not like 100% there. And you're basically just rushing, rushing, rushing to the end, to the pitch, and then obviously to the close. And I mean, that's like one of the worst things that you can do, right? And I think we both see this so much in salespeople is the prospects talking to them, they're telling them things and they say maybe one good thing, but then two bad things, but then the the prospect or the salesperson almost just ignores the bad things and they're like, oh, cool, so blah, 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 you ready to get going? They're like, no, what are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not ready to get going. Are you listening to me? Yeah, it's true. Uh, again, you gotta be, it's all about the client, it's all about the prospect. It's not about me um, at the end of the day. It's really, you know, how is my software, my problem, my or my product, I should say, is going to solve their, their issues, right? Totally. You know, when I was running sales teams, Grant, and this is a great question. I, I love this. If you're a leader of a sales team or, you know, customer service team, ask your sales team or whomever, what do you sell? 
Oh, and, yeah, and just yeah. sit back and, and wait for the responses. We sell return on investment. We sell peace of mind. We sell we sell value. We sell great customer service. We sell this. We sell that. And, you, and Grant, it's you know, yeah, you I won't I won't disagree with any of those statements or comments. But it comes down to really one thing that you have to sell. You want to guess what that one that one word is? Sell yourself. Well, that. But you have to sell one other thing. It's change. Why am I going to change what I'm doing today to buy your product? If you can't understand why they're going to do that and how your product is going to help them, I'm not going to change. I've been doing this for five years. I've been doing this for 20 years. It's working for me, man. Okay? So you haven't proven to me what you're going to do that's going to help make my life better or make me go home sooner or or make me save $50,000 or whatever that number is going to be. So I'm not going to change because I, I know what I got. I don't know what I'm going to get with you. Exactly. No, that that's, that's a really, really good point too, because a lot of the times, you know, if a person's hopping on a call with you, it's for a reason. And some people are a little bit standoffish up front. So you have to kind of uh, be more open. And that comes with, you know, becoming that person's friend. Like one of the things that, we teach is, hey, you're here obviously to help people, but you're also here to make friends, like make friends with the person, have that rapport. I, I always say as long as it takes, you know, because I, I truly enjoy what I do. I love talking to people. And then at the end of the day, if we can do some business together, I mean, that's just, that's a bonus. If I made a friend, I close the deal, right? That's kind of All how right. I look at it. And then obviously we can, we can move forward that way. And Jeff, something, something cool too, because I'm looking at, I'm looking at my notes here. And I see that you do sales training in the automotive, the plumbing, solar, real estate, general sales, CPA. I see that you kind of incorporated some of that back into the current business. Um, with sales in general, have you noticed that there's like a huge difference between, let's say, automotive sales and a CPA? Or is there massive differences or there's slight similarities? Like, what does that look like from niche to niche? Obviously, the products in the end, the end is the result, you know, it are different. Yeah. If, if you're selling to, I'm working with a car dealership, you know, people think it's only the sales guy that sells you the car, but no, I mean, it's, you know, you're going for a service. What do they try to do? They try to upsell you, but, uh, and the CPA firm, yeah, they're trying to sell you on their services. At the end of the day, I mean, 80%, whatever percent you want to put on there, the structure of, of a sales call, is is really it's very similar i don't see there's a whole lot of difference in things and some sales trainers will tell you it's a totally different thing okay i don't believe, really believe that i i think yeah once you get to differentiating of what makes you different so to speak yeah that's that's the other aspect of it but you know is listening to your customers it's understanding uh what they're looking for and the other thing that we teach and we were talking about it earlier is how people learn is how people buy. And if you can understand their, the words that they use and switch your presentation to their learning style, you'll build that rapport three times faster and one third the time. And that's part of a neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. And that's a skill set that no matter what you're selling or who you're selling to, listening to the words like, hey, can you show me uh, this vehicle? And 
oh yeah, you want to hear about the how fast this uh, Chevy Corvette goes, and it goes from zero to sixty in two point three seconds, and how it uh, you know you know the resale value is significant, and the prospect's mind just went because yep. they used the word, hey, can you show me how you know how this would actually work within in my environment? Would you know can you show me the measurements of the car? So they're looking to see something, not looking for a story. And yes. that's the same thing in any, whether it's a CPA firm or solar or automobile, listening to your customer and listening to the words that they use. And I, it's, it's funny too, because that's something that's such, I think an underrated um, practice that people do. Like you, you had a great example right there, right? Like, show me this, they're a visual learner, you know, let me, like, I, I hear what you're saying. They, they want you to, you know, talk to them more like stuff like that. And that's something too, that's one of those things that's like so small, a lot of people just gloss right over it, but it does make a world of difference. And if you could, Jeff, I want you to dive a little bit more into neuro-linguistic programming, because I think uh, some listeners might not be familiar with it, but it is literally like, it, it's, it's a godsend. It rocks. It's really cool to step into that prospect's world where they're at and not sit across the table, but next to the table, you know, with them and, and be in that experience with them of, of talking to you and making change. Yeah. So there's uh, three learning styles, you know, visual auditory, and the, the third one's called kinesthetic. And it's the kinesthetic is kind of a mixture of, of both visual and auditory, right? So for example, um, you know, if you're in a car dealership, I'll go back to that one. So part of a NLP is subliminal messaging, right? So uh, someone says, so where's where's your candy machine? Or where can I go get a cup of coffee? Oh, it's it's by the tires uh, stand over there. And what did the customer just hear? What did you just hear? It's by, by tires. Yeah. By tires. Right? <laughs> okay. So, you know, and you I you teach that to a car car guy and go back 60 days later, tire sales go up 20%. You know, it's just one of those subliminal type of messaging that you kind of plant out there for someone to, you know, oh, hey Jim, there's the phone call, you know, pick up by the tires over there. You know, and those announcements plant seeds in your prospects' minds about what they need to do. But if you're now going back to what we were talking about earlier, we're over Zoom, right? So what do you do? Okay, because now we're face to face. And someone says, hey, can you show me? That's where you need to have, you know, your, your, your PDF files. You need to have, you know, your visuals online. You can even have a pull down or send them a, a file. You know, when I do a webinar, for example, I have a handout that has blank lines in there. And I say to people, all right, let's take notes during my presentation, as you see my handout here. So let's fill in the blank. So here you have V. So let's everyone write down visual. Okay, because I, I don't know everyone's learning style when I'm doing a webinar. Mm. Okay, so I'm talking to them. I'm showing them a PowerPoint. I'm, tell, I'm encouraging them to take notes because, you know, Grant, people learn better when they take notes. It's been proven. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna encourage you to take some notes during our webinar today. And please take some notes during my presentation. And if you're not, if you're not taking notes during a during a sales call too, I mean that's that's a huge detriment to yourself. Like I have 
I think this is my second notebook this year so far. I've gone through two now and this one's almost done. Actually, I was I was worried. I thought I might have to grab another one for you, but I did not. We're going to be good for a day or two more. But yeah, having that stuff, writing that down and then, you know, something that I do too, because this gets a little bit unorganized after a while. There is a lot of notes yep. after the call. Literally, um, I go right into my uh, voice memos. I speak my notes I say here's this and then I say things that like help me remember the person help me remember you know our conversation how it went where we left off and then I save it as you know Jeff Brandeis and then date so that way if we have a follow-up or when we have a follow-up I can go back in I can listen to it real quick be like okay perfect I remember this let's go into it but that's something too where taking those physical notes not just typing it out but actually writing stuff down during the call um, or anything that you're trying to learn is huge. And you brought up a cool point, Jeff, because when you're teaching to a group or you're pitching to a room, right, maybe there's a board, you don't necessarily know that everybody's a visual, everybody's a key aesthetic. So are you then mixing the three? Are you then mixing them and trying to get, maybe sure. feel the room gauge, how everything yeah, you have to, you have to do that. And, you know, if you're selling insurance, for example, you know, when you're talking to a husband and wife, mm. you know, they both could be totally different or, or you know, you're going into, you, again, solar plumbing, you're selling whatever, the husband and wife are, are in the room, right? Uh, so one could be, hey, show me, and one could be tell, you know, so you gotta be able to, you know, pretty quickly pick up exactly what their learning style is, or at least for that moment, based on their question, and address both of them. So here, Mr. Jones, let me show you this brochure. Mrs. Jones, wouldn't this really look great in, in the kitchen? Imagine what we would do uh, putting those cabinets up. I mean, people would just come in and they just look at your kitchen and they go, wow. And Mr. Jones here, you know, he, this is, you know, the wood, it's made out of wood, you can see in the brochure. So I'm really trying and, you know, they don't know why they like you, Grant. It's just one of those things that you just connect and, it builds rapport and it, it, it's an art that you have to practice and pick up on. It's not something you just can, you know, magically do if, you know, you're listening to us, so to speak, and just turn it on. So that's what the training is all about. So that's, it's so funny too, because like, if you can think back to a time when you're like, I really like this guy, this guy's awesome. Why? why do I like this guy? You know, yeah. it could be because he, he just let you talk. He listened to you, he or she, uh, it could be because maybe they're using some NPL and you feel more comfortable in that space, but it has that effect. And at the end of the day, you're like, I, I don't know why I just have a good feeling with guy, uh, with this guy, people do business with people they like, uh, as opposed to the opposite. So it's something to, to look into. Now you teach uh, a lot about NPL, correct? NLP. 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 The dyslexia is not uh, worn okay. off from the coffee yet. So <laughs> understood. Uh, I got but, mine right here. <laughs> but yeah, you teach a lot of that in your in your course. Um, when did you first have your like first run in with this? Because it's really cool to me. It's a cool concept and I've used it in practice and it does work. When was your first kind of like wake up to, hey, this is it. This is awesome. So uh, when I started working on my own, I, uh, you know, through LinkedIn, you meet a lot of different people. And I met who's now a, a partner of mine that we work together, Paul Webb. And Paul's been an NLP master person for over 30 years. So uh, he's been to London, he got trained by many, many people on NLP. 
And I used to drive him crazy because one of the things in uh, NLP is you don't talk about, hey, that's no problem. Hey, uh, you know, no problem. What do people hear? Oh, problem. Yeah. So as one of my, you know, bugaboos that as I was talking to Paul, he goes, Jeff, 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 let me teach you a little bit about NLP. So what people hear is when you say no problem, you know, they hear problem. Okay. So, you know, you have to get out of that. So when I met Paul, I went, I got my certification for NLP and, you know, every once in a while I do slip because it's hard to break those old habits, but I really rarely ever use that term anymore. Um, so it's, uh, it's one of those things, again, from a training perspective of how you begin a call, how you uh, talk about how you hang up with people, how you respond to, to, to things, you know, you know, sure, I'll take care of that. I'd be, I'd be happy to do that. Okay, and, and it puts people into a better mood than thinking about, oh, shoot, that's really a problem. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's funny too, because, you know, within the, um, within that space of, of sales, I think, I, I definitely agree with you that it is like almost an outline that works in, in any industry up until, you know, there is different products, yeah. services, languages. It is basically the same outline, but language itself is, is so huge. And like switching out some of those words for other words, like in, like, for example, instead of saying, yep, it costs this, you say like, Hey, the investment is this, or, you know, the, something like that, like that stuff that sounds stupid when you're like saying it makes such a difference in somebody's mind. Like, think about yourself. Like Jeff gave a really good example of, you know, oh, am I like, is this a problem for this person? Am I bothering him? Am I wasting his time? Like what's, what's going on here versus, Hey, it costs this. Okay. Cost associated with losing money, right? It's a cost investment associated with making money. So stuff like that, like that's really little stuff that you can do. And that comes obviously just through learning and, you know, talking to different coaches. Um, as a wise man once told me, Jeff, there is no finish line when it comes to sales training. Gee, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Who told you that? I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. I wish I could. It sounds like one <laughs> no, of my you. lines. <laughs> <laughs> it was you. It was you. But, but it is yeah. true. And yep. a lot of people think about sales training from a company perspective. Yeah, I'll do it at my kickoff meeting or I'll do it at my mid-year meeting and becomes a once, once a year, if they're lucky, event. And sales training, sales mastery, uh, there is no finish line. You should be practicing. You should be investing in yourself and your company should be investing in you in how you get better, how you kind of uh, always evolve yourself into being a better salesperson. And it makes you a better person too, candidly. Oh, for sure. Just in all around. Because like you said, you do sell every day. So why not, you know, get better at that? It makes sense to me. I think some people will, it will make sense for once they actually start to realize just how, how uh, impactful it can become. Yeah. It's very, very effective. Yeah. And now, Jeff, this is something cool too, because I know in sales, I know in entrepreneurship, a lot of your success has to come down to your, your mindset. And I feel like this is a game where like mindset is often really easy, especially for some salespeople to get derailed. It's very easy to get way too high, way too low. Like what's your mindset? How do you go into calls? How do you start your day? What does all that look like? Well, mindset is so important in handling whether you're an entrepreneur or you're working for a company. You know, if you're coming in and you're going, 
oh no, another day here, and you know, I've got to get through it. Can't wait until it's five o'clock. You know, there's, you know, you're just not going to be successful. The enthusiasm you're going to have isn't going to be there. You know, to produce great work isn't going to be there. Uh, at the end of the day, Kenley, you got to love what you do. And if you're not passionate about what you're doing it, or you're not passionate about for the company that you're working for, my advice, Kenley, would go find something that you could truly be passionate about. Because uh, at the end of the day, you know, you're not doing yourself or the company really any favors. And that's a little tough love right there. Uh, but, I, but I really truly believe it. And when you are working on your own company, you know, getting yourself into a, a routine time management becomes very important as well. Um, because as a coach, I talk to many business owners. Oh, Jeff, I get my staff just, you know, beating down my door. You know, you, um, I never get the opportunity to be on running the business because I'm always in the business. And, you know, that's part of our challenge candidly that, you know, a business owner needs to se separate them from what, you know, what we typically hear more of in sales is no, thank you. No, you know, you know what no stands for? What's that? Next opportunity. <laughs> and no, next I like opportunity. That. I like it, that. You just, you know, you just got to look at it at a, yeah, and you said it earlier, it's all about mindset, right? So you just can't get rejected. You can't get, yeah, you're going to get rejected. I mean, but you can't be down because you got to know, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, I'll lose a big deal that you thought you're going to get. Yeah, you'll have a little bit of rejection. And it, that's part of life, it's part of sales, it's part of relationships. It's just, you know, we see it all around us, but it's really, okay, next opportunity, uh, next opportunity. You know, make that next dial, make and yeah, dial. What's that? Yeah, pick up the phone. <laughs> you know, cold calling is not dead, despite what people yeah. think. Yeah. You know, uh, if you don't want to do cold calling, I mean, you and I are video. Do video based video sales letters are really more effective these days than anything yeah. else. Um, yeah. You know, being able to, excuse me for a second. But, <laughs> I, what I do for my digital sales letters, you know, I'll do a little opening. I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hi, Debbie, right? This is my last visual sales letter. So Debbie sees this in her email and it's a personalized video. It, it's not one of my standard, you know, everyone gets the email. So she sees her name on the board. And I would send you a video letter email and you sir, you don't listen to it, right? Oh Grant, yeah. It oh says, yeah. Hey, Grant, you know, you you'll listen to it. You may not like it. You may you know you'll delete it conceivably, but I got your attention. I got you to open it, and you got those five seconds to be impactful. Yep. Yep. Right off the bat, too, and like something we do with our VSLs is we we take a, a screen record of their website and then we put our face in the corner. So that way they can like, oh, they're on my site. Like this is actually for me. This isn't somebody, but that makes a huge difference, right? Because you said it best. If somebody sends you an email and they're like, okay, this is an email they send everybody. I don't care. Why would I? But then they see that personalization, uh, not just, you know, the first name personalization because that's expected now. Standard. But yeah, that visual, like that's, they're like, oh, that's cool. He took time out of his day to record that for me. I, I will watch it. And, you know, a lot of the times we used to do a ton of VSLs. Um, we've cut back lately because of scaling, but VSLs are cool. And something I'll say, if you're looking at starting your business is do the unscalable to scale. So I couldn't sit there all day doing VSLs now, 
but back in the day I had time. So I was, I was, I was cranking out like 40 to 50 to 60 of those a day. And I mean, that took a long time, but we got a lot of clients out of it. They work, you know, just to get that call. Because if you could send an email, that's not going to get a response, right? Just a standard email. That's easy. I can send emails that don't get responses all day, you know, but uh, that VSL, that visual aid, whatever the case is, that's something that takes time. That's something that takes some research, doing a little bit of research about them, finding out what they need, finding out some other things, going to their website, finding out some value to provide during the call, that kind of stuff. I mean, just like that, that response rate and that actual book rate of an appointment is fantastic. So definitely something I recommend. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, um, I'm a, there's a lot of great video software out there. You know, a lot of people use Loom, I use CoVideo. Yep. And you can actually now create um, sequences of videos. So you can do that, you know, hi Debbie. And hey Debbie, do me a quick favor, just watch the next video that's gonna show up on your screen. It's old 60 seconds. It's very informative. Stay tuned. And you can now get a sequence of videos showing up. So you did the personalization, then you have your little 60 yeah. seconds, 45 second infomercial or commercial on there. And it leads bleeds right in. I even I like that a lot in, in in terms of efficiency. I've even seen some people, some of my friends, their VSLs, they uh make it look personalized when it's really not. They have like them standing next to a whiteboard, but then in post, you know, they have their VA, they have their assistant, they have somebody else added in the company logo to it. So it's the same effect, but you're just saving yourself time, right? You're delegating that to somebody else. You can send out more of those. You can find out the companies you want to reach out to, send those out to your team or your VA over whoever it is, have them do that. And that's just another kind of time-saving personalization one. And they convert. Yeah. So we've been talking about doing this for, for prospecting, but think about the effect that, you know, you just did it, spent an hour with somebody doing a presentation. Okay. So what do you typically do? You'll sit there and you'll, you'll key a note in, right. And you'll re, re go back through your notes and you'll kind of uh, try to rekey that in time yourself. I'll bet you you'll spend 15 minutes, if not 30 minutes, sometimes keying in a thank you note. Thank you. Thanks for attending my presentation. These are the points that we covered, blah, blah, blah. You'll, you'll, you'll format it, you'll paginate it, you'll indent it, you'll, you'll tweak it, 30 minutes, okay? Time yourself. Put that on the DSL. Do a video. Thank that person for attending the webinar. These are the three items that we, we discussed. Truly appreciate your time. And I'll bet you, you'll cut that down to three to five minutes by doing a, a, a visual. I mean, you're right. You're so, video's king. Like whether it's whether it's doing something like that, whether it's following up with a video, you know, hey, Jeff, like that kind of stuff, just showing you're a person, showing you want to help them out, have a conversation like that is huge. We've gotten so many responses where, you know, people wouldn't like we'll use uh, we'll use Instagram for an example because it's easiest on Instagram, I think. But you're texting with someone like there's other ways, like do that pattern interrupt, right? Send them a voice memo, send them a video, send them a send them a GIF. Like GIFs work really well to get responses, stuff like that. You know, get creative with it. You don't have to uh, you don't have to follow a set of rules. Like you're making the rules, so go out and and do what you think is going to get a response. Yeah, you hit another point there. Good old snail mail. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, even a silly pen, I mean, package it in, you know, you'll get the envelope, people feel it. If you put something into an envelope and it's not just a letter, I mean, they'll open it. 
because they're curious on what this is. You know, a postcard, same thing. You know, it's it shiny, it's glossy. Um, so make yourself different than what your competition is doing. And so, something you you guys, the listeners can do too, is that's huge. Direct mail isn't dead. You, you definitely should be doing that in some aspect. What yeah. we used to do was we used to send out like a, like a little contact card, but we would do it um, in this box, right? So it would be a little card that like just addressed the person said, hey, we want to talk with you or hey, we noticed this and want to talk about it, whatever the case was. Put that in there, put that in an envelope, put that in one of those big yellow um, binders with the little strings on it. I, I don't know what they're called, but you guys can imagine what I'm talking about. And then we had this confidential stamp. So we'd stamp it confidential. That way, you know, it'd go right past the, um, the, the, this, or excuse me, the gatekeeper. It'd have to land on the person who was addressed for its desk. And then a lot of times we got on calls with people and be like, man, I was like, what's this, what's this envelope? that I'm getting here. And I'm like, Oh, it's you guys. It's kind of funny. I'll, I'll hop on a call with you. So stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing more and more of, uh, as you become partners with uh, other vendors and you sell a big ticket item, they're now actually providing you with, I'll call it a care package or goodie bag. Thank you for signing up. Yep. You know, know, here's customized book that I got, you know, for my notes from predictive index, I got water bottles that you get, you know, little can openers. Do you, uh, you more and more companies are trying to brand themselves internally with their clients by providing these little goodie boxes, so to speak. So very effective and, marketing. And what else is so funny, like to help with buyer remorse, and this is such a, first of all, you shouldn't be having it if you're doing the sales process, correct? But every once in a while, yes, it will happen. That's just how people are. But this, this little thing, it's so funny. At the end of the close, we're like, awesome. Here, we're going to send this over, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Uh, last thing before we hop on the call here, what, what T-shirt size you wear? Like something like that, right? And we've noticed since we've been doing that, it's like people are like, oh, it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm a medium, I'm a large, whatever. And then there, it's something else just to like keep them thinking that they, that shows up like, oh, this is a nice T-shirt. Like, you know, it's something stupid like that, but it, it, it works really well. If I got it, I did get a T-shirt with a very high uh, ticket training program that we did, uh, awesome program, but we got a t-shirt. I'm like, okay, that's sick. And it was an awesome t-shirt. I love that t-shirt. So stuff like that. Um, another thing I will actually plug, um, one of our clients real quick, sendhandwritten.com. They have a really unique business where they'll literally, you type something to them to prospect and they'll hand write out like a postcard and send it to people. And you can do that at scale. It's super scalable. So the first time they told me this idea, it like blew my mind. So I'm like, that's so I think cool. I saw something like that on Shark Tank at, at some point. Uh, I think they may have been on Shark Tank. I don't remember. They they may have been. But Jeff, we're coming up on time here, brother. Um, this is a part where I want to open it up to you. Tell me where we can learn more about you. Tell me where we can find you guys, where we can follow you, where we can contact you. The floor is yours. All right. Thank you so much, Grant. Well, easiest way or one way to find us is go to Brandeis Training solutions.com that's b as in boy r a n d e i s training solutions.com or you want to have a complimentary call with me just let's talk let's learn about each other just go to www.speakwithjeff.com and my calendar link will show up you know book 30 minutes and let's just learn more about each other and see if there's an opportunity to work together absolutely Jeff's the real deal. Go check him out. He's got a beautiful website as well. And uh, as always, this stuff's all going to be linked down below. Uh, Jeff, you got anything else for everyone? I, uh, you know, 
we keep in mind, as I said earlier, we sell something every day. So don't be shy. Don't be thinking you're not in sales because any position you are in, you're, you are in sales. So sales is a craft. Look for ways to improve. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Guys, take this episode, take some notes. I hope that you've been taking notes. Um, implement some of this stuff because this is only going to help you not just within your professional, but also with your everyday personal life. So with that being said, we are out. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Grant.